It's a picture-perfect Sunday, and Pierce Mill Picnic Area thrums with bird calls and rowdy frisbee players. Hikers pause to check their maps, hmm. wandering towards the Valley Trail in one of Washington, D.C.'s best-kept secrets, Rock Creek Park. Over 100 years old and more than double the size of Central Park, Rock Creek is a natural oasis nestled in a pulsing urban landscape. However, the park historically served as a surreptitious boundary for the white minority living in idyllic northwest D.C. and the urban southeastern part of the city, populated by folks of the global majority. Communities of color have long been deprived of equitable access to green spaces in cities, a phenomenon often stemming from zoning and lending policies that favor the wealthy. Green gentrification in Rock Creek forced minorities outside the park's boundary from the very beginning, in the community of Fort Reno. In the 1860s, Reno was a crucial civil war fort and a sanctuary for self-emancipated blacks. Over time, the flourishing community set deep roots in the northwest D.C. subdivision dubbed Reno City. In 1929, in an act of urban colonialism, developers snatched up black residences and priced newcomers out of the market to appease the growing white community. Meanwhile, a congressional committee was hard at work designing a green space in the capital city. The African-American stronghold at Fort Reno was under contention for eminent domain, and with no federal representation, community leaders had little recourse. Melvin Hazen, a district surveyor, led the campaign to demolish Reno City. He said the town was a blight simply because Negroes occupy it. Rock Creek's segregational divide sharpened as black residents were purged from their homes and recreational green space. A park, trail, and creek still bear Melvin Hazen's name today. Through a series of seminars on racial history, the National Park Service is working to exhume the forgotten stories buried alive beneath park soil. The current racial discourse brings climate change's disproportionate effects on communities of color into sharper focus, and gentrification around Rock Creek Park exemplifies how racism thrusts minorities deep into the fault lines of the climate <coughs> catastrophe. Climate change vulnerability maps depict an angry red rash of excessive heat in communities east of Rock Creek, while gentrified areas to the west are swathed in shade. I spoke to Mr. Philip Basilis, historian and environmental researcher. Hi, thank you for answering my questions about Rock Creek Park. Hi, thank you for having me. How does diversity and inclusivity tie into equitable access to the park? On the west side of the park and the east side of the park, we have access points. And if you're in walking distance to the park, you can easily uh, uh, enjoy its amenities. However, on the west side of the park, there are fewer entrance points than the east side, so that makes it a lot more difficult for them to get there. If we look then at car ownership and people who could drive there based on, you know, with their car, there's a disparity in car ownership. How are the lower income communities on the east side of Rock Creek disproportionately affected by air pollution? My research has shown, you know, finding higher uh, levels of pollution and lower socioeconomic areas. And when you get to the more wealthy neighborhoods, uh, you have a significant drop in pollution that you'd find in the air. The NPS made amends over time. In 1968, they orchestrated the Summer in the Parks program following riots over Martin Luther King's assassination. An international array of local artists brought the community together. When Malcolm X was killed, drummers gathered at Meridian Hill and pounded out a rallying cry for civil rights. To be present at a pickup drum session is to feel the heartbeat of the city itself. 
A different type of diversity runs through Rock Creek too. The park is classified as an urban forest, meaning it contains a unique array of tree species. This ecological diversity minimizes the effects of climate change by trapping an annual 9,800 tons of CO2. However, due to inequitable access to green space, the power of diverse trees isn't reaching communities at the greatest risk from climate change, those that were priced out of parkland. Furthermore, waterways on the southeast side are much more heavily polluted with E. coli. Sensitive aqueous macroinvertebrates tell the tale of the fight for survival. Increased storm surges, flash floods, and erosion threaten Rock Creek's ecological diversity. Perhaps this is a fitting metaphor for the state of our country. We need diverse urban forests to strengthen our parks, and we need diverse parks to reunite communities before centuries-old legacies of landscapes and those who inhabit them are eroded again and again.